Welcome to this episode of My Wife is a Therapist. I'm Carice and I'm a therapist. I'm Carlisle and I'm Carice's husband. This podcast combines the hilarity of drama with honest conversations between Carlisle and I. All capped with professional relationship tips from a therapist. Me, me, that's me. <laughs> Let's get into it. The following may or may not have happened. Give me one good reason why not, Carlisle. All right, calm down. And I've already given you my reason. So let me see if I get this correct. You don't want us to get a dog in our house because your parents had dogs and the dogs were always outside? Yeah, that's about it. It's whoever here, man. Your parents are us. Obviously, it's weakeries. It ain't that obvious, Carlo. Why are you trying to bring their rules into our house? Well, well, because, well, I mean, you know, this is just how I grew up. Well, you're grown up now. You don't even have a proper reason. So, let me get it straight. Why were the cats allowed to live inside, but not the dogs? You can't see the contradiction? Well, it's that time again, folks. We'll be bigging up persons who've been tuning in and reaching out and giving us feedback. Listen to the end to find out how you can get in touch with us. This week, we're shouting out... Sally Chisholm! Sally is a dear friend and work colleague who's been sharing our podcast with people in her network. In fact, whenever there's an opportunity, even if I'm being a bit bashful, she ensures that she tells people about the work we're doing through my wife as a therapist. Sally and her lovely boxer dog Daisy, who we love so much, have listened to us while driving long journeys. We're just so grateful for all the love and support. Sally, we love you. Thank you for having our backs and for sharing what we've been doing with others. Sally? Oh, Sally! You've stumped us. Yep, that's out. Gone with Eva. So there can be bad influences and good influences on your marriage. Mm. And depends on who you look to or what you've been surrounded by. That can have an impact on your marriage. So for me, I think I had a good experience, a good example of marriage and my parents, right? Mm. And I admire my father a lot. I you understand? So <laughs> I think I can remember when I was young, I was a very talkative child. Like on some of my report cards, on a lot of my report cards, <laughs> you had um, talkative, talkative, talkative <laughs> of my report cards, right? Yeah. And I think... I fashioned myself after my father because my father is very quiet, he's introverted, and I think I saw that. And I think I tried to, I fashioned myself into that. So right now I'm not a talkative person at all. Mm. In fact, Chris wants me to talk more, mm -hmm. right? I'm saying that to say that I've looked up to my parents, I idealized their marriage, I guess, and I, I, loved, I love the way they are. So by seeing this now, I could look at their marriage and try to make their marriage our marriage mm -hmm. or look at things that they did when I was a child and try to do that as well in our marriage, which might not necessarily be good. Yeah, it wouldn't work for us. I've said before, I really love your parents as well. And I also I idealize their relationship in, in some respects. And yeah, I just really have always loved the way that they talk to each other, which is just so funny for you to say that you really like their relationship, but you don't really talk as much as... They talk. They, they must talk. just talk it. They talk all the time. <laughs> I mean, we talk too. Yeah, yeah, but I guess our talking is a 
is I don't know they're just always gaffing man it's mm. it's always a, it's lovely to hear them talking for daddy going somewhere like, follow me now yeah you follow me <laughs> <laughs> mom is not me um and as I am much not as my father and you're not your dad and even though we do have shared characteristics and we all get along very well we're still very different people and what works for them might not necessarily work for us Yes, yeah, so you can have good examples or bad examples and then you can compare yourself against them and then you can feel like you're coming up short. Mm-hmm. So for example, my father, he was a mechanic. That was what his training was in. And he was very handy around the house. He taught us to do things. He taught us to do certain things in our vehicles so we can do those things. But I'm not my father, right? Mm. And sometimes like, ah, oh, am I doing this marriage thing right? Right? <laughs> am I doing it how my father's done it? Mm-hmm. And that outside influence can be a strain you put on your marriage, right? Yeah. Even though my father's not imposing his way on my marriage, right? But I can be looking at him and say, oh, my father used to do this, but I'm not doing this. So I'm not a real man mm-hmm. or, or things like that. Yeah. And you have your own way of being a man. I love your dad, but if I was your dad's age, I wouldn't marry your dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> There's, there's a reason I've married you yeah. specifically and I want you to be the version of you that you're striving to be. Yeah. And I, I'm very happy with who you are. So even though, yeah, sometimes it feels like, I don't even know if I still feel that way. Like I want you to talk anymore. I, I think I've just gotten... I said yeah, what needs to be said. I said what needs to be said. You say what needs to be said. Yeah. And, but we and talk. Don't make it sound like I don't do talk. talk. We talk. Like, just that, <laughs> yeah. like for example, in a public setting, if I'm with friends or with a group of people, I wouldn't be the person who's the life of the party. I'm just there observing or talking to people or... Or talk, asking really good or questions. Or asking questions. That's what I do. That's what I do. So if I'm chatting with you, I just ask you a question and allow you to just speak. Yeah. And that's it. And then I hear something in something you see and I ask another question and that's how it goes, right? And you know random things. Anyway, we're, we're getting off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I really love the way my mother is as a mother. She's very kind. I wouldn't have it any other way. Mommy is just so supportive. We are the sun and the moon and the stars to mommy, you know, but there are things that I have to make a decision about, you know, do I want to emulate this kind of way of being in my own way of being a mom when that time does come or would I do things differently and even observing her as a wife as well I have to make decisions that are best for me because I have a different vision for our relationship than she and my father might have had for theirs and and that's okay I think it's about determining what works for you as a couple rather than trying to figure out well what all these other people did that worked for them and can I duplicate that in our relationship and that doesn't always work so this is where this kit came in then it didn't happen like that it was a oh. it, in fact most of that wasn't said even though i don't speak a lot because i think i internalize and think a lot right mm-hmm. so i guess now things are changing a bit but generally in guyana people didn't really have dogs in their homes dogs mm-hmm. are mainly in the yard and they're there for protection. guardian and protection mm-hmm. and stuff like that right so having dogs in your house is a bit strange so now things are changing a bit so Chris was like oh i want a dog i want a puppy and she wants an inside dog so i was like why do you want a dog in your house people don't keep dogs in the house and that was based mainly on what i've seen growing up and what my parents did is that we didn't have any dogs in our house and then i remember carissa said to me so why the cat has been in the house <laughs> but i could have um rebutted that in terms of the cats are there to hunt right the cats are working in the house <laughs> keep rats away, so the yeah. cats are working inside and the dogs are working outside <laughs> but then i thought about it why can't the dogs be inside as well yeah. And then because of that process, that I then I realized that oh, I was basing it based on what my parents did and what I've seen. Like, yeah, we could have a dog in the house. Yeah. And then we had dogs in the house. And our first dog that Chris wanted to be an inside dog. After he got <laughs> to a certain age, he just didn't want to come inside. Want to come inside. So <laughs> we both got it. One <laughs> it was a reverse thing. But then Pebbles came along and she was, she, she ain't been outside for nothing. Then he rain fall too hard and she like, ah! Now, to be fair, the first dog that we wanted to be an inside dog, and then he chose to be an outside dog. When he got bigger now, he suddenly <laughs> wanted to be inside all the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, but the, the funny thing about this story, though, is that if I had said to Chris, no, no dog can come here, it was dog as far outside. Guess what happened? A few months after, I don't know, a year, a while after, but not that long after, my parents got a dog <laughs> and the dog is in the house. <laughs> So I was thinking to myself, imagine if I was just basing my response just on what I saw when I grew, yeah. when I when I was growing up, and then I would have seen this. I would have been having an unnecessary conflict in my marriage. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess now I'm thinking about it, it could have come across as me trying to impose my own way on you as well. Yeah, had dogs in your house. Yeah, I remember okay, Teddy? Okay. We had Teddy but, before. Okay, yeah, yeah. Teddy was an inside dog. Jet, my first dog, wasn't necessarily inside, but he was allowed mm-hmm. to sometimes come and walk around inside. But yeah, that was always a conversation for us in in our home yeah i wanted a house dog is what we we would say and then when i had teddy he absolutely was was all up in the house (laughs) you know sometimes he used to be on my bed and Mm. stuff so that was part of our home culture as well and and i saw that as normal like that's okay so it could have been that i was also trying to impose that on you so you win i won won. (laughs) the other thing is that i don't know if this was a family thing yeah I, th- I guess daddy daddy did think of dogs as part of the family that okay. was another thing mm-hmm. yeah so like i didn't think of even if we had a cat we did have cats a couple of times <laughs> well they actually weren't our cats they just used to visit <laughs> from yeah. the neighborhood and get food <laughs> and get food yeah and sometimes they used to end up sleeping over and stuff but i always thought of the animals as part of the family and you don't put your family to sleep in the yard <laughs> so that was like my thought process with it like the dogs aren't just pets they're my babies mm-hmm. yeah and i can't have them outside teddy even even though he was certainly a, a house dog and he had that option of if he wanted to be inside he actually quite preferred to be outside in the nighttime mm-hmm. because he i don't know he just felt like he needed to rule the yard <laughs> in the nighttime it certainly was a thing where we had to decide on even though that was my background and and you had your own different view of animals inside we had to have a conversation about what we were going to do Carlella and Carice not separately but together the whole point is that we can come from different places and we can see different things and we have to decide on what our marriage is going to be about so how are we going to define our marriage yeah. okay yeah 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 so as Christians we have views about how God expects us to live our lives as, as a husband and wife But I think that there's just so much freedom as well to explore together what marriage is going to look like. And I I guess what we're kind of talking here might include things like the roles that you play in in the home. Like you said, dad was quite handy and you're quite handy around the house as well. There are certain things I just don't do, even though I could do it. I'm just not gonna fight up because you're there and 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 that's that's the way you are. But so right now I'm a house husband because <laughs> well I was a house husband for the majority of a year. Yeah. More, yeah, but a year. A year because, and something. Yeah. Yeah. Carice was working and I I just finished studying. I had did have a job, so I was the house husband. Washing the wear. Yeah. I still do that. I st- so and that's the fact now. So now also I'm working from home still full time at home and Carice has to go out and she has to go to work in a hybrid manner. So I'm still at home doing the, the cleaning up and <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So that's that's how it happens for us. And I love it. <laughs> So for example, I grew up, my mother would be the one to make breakfast and stuff like that. Carice don't get out of bed. Carice is not a morning not person. Yeah. So I'm the one who would do breakfast and things like that. Yeah. So it's about us defining. I can't say you's not a good wife because my mother used to do this yeah. and you're not doing it. But then my mother going to say that, why oh, your wife don't get to make breakfast for you and these kind of things. Mm-hmm. My parents don't do that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were living with like your mother-in-law now. Mm-hmm. 
you probably wouldn't feel comfortable enough to say i gonna um, i can be myself i'm not a morning person yeah you probably would, another person because like, you would feel like oh i need to get up and impress this boy's model that i'm getting up and making him breakfast and things like that yeah so yeah it's important so you need to give yourself the chance as well to define your own family mm-hmm. and your own married culture because if you're living at someone else's house you probably wouldn't have the freedom to do that and sometimes there are economic reasons why people would choose to yeah. live with their parents and things like that but it can also come with its compromises yeah yeah and i think <laughs> it's making me think of mom my mother mm-hmm. is very much of the school that says that women have to be able to do certain things and i think that's it's you know, i don't know that it's necessarily because i'm a woman that i need to be able to do that but i think certain life skills i want to have yeah but mommy <laughs> she's very conscious about a place looking messy or you know the place got to be in order like she would say and in our home i remembered watching the movie several years ago now where this lady was saying homes are for free expression not for making good impressions Mm -hmm. and i loved that and i thought actually that's the kind of home i want to have now it's not to say that i don't put emphasis on having a tidy place or having a if the place is clean i'm good um but yeah i would make the effort to make sure the place is is tidy but that's for me not Mm -hmm. for anybody else and it's not the woman's job to do that you remember when um you were going away for a bit (laughs) yes Anyone asked you if you did cook food for me for leave (laughs) i was going i was going to visit padre um in trinidad for like a week yeah <laughs> it was the first time i was going to be leaving since we'd gotten married mm-hmm. and mommy came over to the house and we had i had done lots of laundry before we left before i left mm-hmm. and there was like clothes in the chair in the living room all over the place and she was like this place i was like yes look at it <laughs> and she said so you cook for carla like you cook for the week <laughs> i said mommy carla has two hands and, you know, we know what, what we're about. Carlisle can take care. He can handle himself. Plus, he can probably end up by his mother to get food. And you are very welcome to send food for him yeah. if you want. Yeah. You know, I think if it was her, she probably would have cooked for the week mm-hmm. to make sure that daddy didn't have to have the that pressure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> no. And you were, you know, because that's not us. We we share the load quite a bit um, in our in our marriage. So yeah, and then another thing was your mom and I, we were talking and she, um, I think I told her something like, I'm going to, I used to do laundry in the nighttime because that's when I'm up and about and stuff. And she said, you don't know what you're missing out on. You know, you do your laundry early in the morning <laughs> and then you have... You? And then you have the rest of the day for yourself. I say, you don't know what you're missing out on. <laughs> you sleep, get your rest, and then you get up and, and do it when you feel like, yeah, because, you know, I guess, I guess she was probably talking from the perspective of being a mom. You know, you have kids, you don't have time to be doing laundry during the day, which is, you know, I used to do whenever I felt like. The point is that it's just so important to decide on what works for you. Don't, you know, allow people to, like, why? Why does it have to be this, this other way? Even when, I'm thinking about the wedding as well. Yeah, we had all these things that people were saying, no, you got to do this and you got to do that and all the traditions and all that. And like I would always say, they're lucky we had a cake <laughs> because I didn't see the point of a cake. I mean, I'm really glad that we eventually did have, you know, two cakes. You remember, you weren't even going to have a cake. Yes, I wasn't going to have a cake. <laughs> but my friend who, um, she does, she has a cake business. She does decorating cakes and she makes customized cakes. Yeah. 
Shout out to Amani's um, Kitchen. Kitchen. She's really good, right? Yeah. And she's like, Carlisle. She's like, what are you doing for your cake, Carlisle? I was like, my cake? I don't have a cake. <laughs> I'm not doing a cake. So for the people who don't understand, there's the bride's cake, which is usually a big um, centerpiece of the wedding. And then there's the, the groom's cake, who would usually have a smaller cake, but it's the groom's cake. And you know some people, sorry. Maybe yeah, so we weren't going to have a groom's cake and she's like carla you have to have a groom's cake <laughs> she I'm was like, so concerned she's like yeah she's a she's a young person but she's a she's an old soul right <laughs> and she's like all right I, I will do a cake for you just design it and tell me what you want and i'll design it for you which is very nice of her thank you bacchus yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's just we didn't see the point of that you know and there are some people who have three cakes so there is a cake for the bride a cake for the groom and then the the wedding cake. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's been a whole big cake session. And we're not necessarily cake people. Um, And then my dad was like, nope, we're, we're having a cake. I will handle the cake. And the cake came all the way from Trinidad, which was yeah. a whole session by itself too. Yeah. And it was beautiful, but we didn't do anything for our wedding that we didn't want to do. And then there was also the tradition of the groom sees the bride at the altar. Not before. Not before. We were like, nope, we had a very long day. And we wanted to have time, just the two of us, before the, the ceremony. So we had a lovely photo shoot and we got to talk. And I would do that over again because it gave me a chance to really just take it in. You know, some people say that the date is done and don't even realize what just happened. Yeah, true. We went to the wedding together. Yeah, we did. Imagine <laughs> imagine I turn up there early and then me see you for the morning. Wondering, yeah. As what's going on? You see this girl, me talk to this girl or whatever. So yeah, well, it was good to turn up together to the wedding. Yeah. And then do our traditional entry and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We were there together and we had time with each other beforehand. Absolutely. And and again, that that was just for us. You know, there are other things like how money is handled and okay, who teaches us that? Where do we get those views? Like in my house, this is how it's done. My father, he lets my mother deal with the money. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. yes, that's what he does, right? Yeah. And in our house, it's the opposite. Yeah. So I would be the one who would... Um, Do all the budgeting. Budget, obviously, we um as we said before, we come to... I would drop a draft and then she look at it and see if she agrees with it. But that's just how we choose to do it. Yeah. And I don't always look at the draft, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... To be honest, like I... There are lots of times when I don't even know what i just do whatever you t if i have a question i'll just ask you before i go to the spreadsheet yeah, <laughs> um yeah. and that works for us um we are very much of the it's our money kind of approach whereas some people it's my money and not your money kind of thing so we recently come up with a really nice compromise so as we spoken before you should check back in the episodes how we view money differently and how yeah. i guess our outlook in life is different so we have our salaries and we've decided this is how we're going to split it and obviously if you get any additional money so for example we have like a somebody we have we figure we figure, we find out that someone wants to give us a lot of money if you want to give us a lot of money that'll be good Same but anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> but let's if for some reason we have like a surplus for example Carice has a, a short contract or i have a short contract or something we get some additional money on top of that we've decided that that would be Carice's job to decide what we're going to do with it because for me i would just throw most of it into a savings account somewhere or invest it somewhere and Carice is like so what are we going to do now so because we already have these things laid out right what we're going to do with our regular income if you have any additional income, Carice can decide how we're going to use it and most of it will be for fun because that's how she looks at life. Yeah, I think it's important to pay your bills, <laughs> you know, get your yep. bills paid, pay your debts if you've got any. But if your bills are paid, you enjoy life. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> Carl, oh my gosh. No, let's talk about money again. Lord have mercy. Already. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, like there are people who will look at how other couples do their money management and then they feel like they're doing something wrong yeah. or they feel like 
you know, you see how so-and-so does, does be giving your wife all these things and you don't even give me nothing. And it's like, okay, hold on. You know, that's for them. You do, we, we don't ever know the full picture of what's going on for people. So money is, is a big thing. I think also like how we facilitate conversations between each other and helping our families to understand how we are as a couple. So like I remember a day um, mommy and I were, were at home and you had come home after a very long day at work and work late yeah. yeah and i had asked you if you're coming for the drive and it's now i catch myself oh. remember how dad they say come follow me now and yeah. mom does just get up and go you didn't get well she don't go all the time does she <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i just checked yeah. in with you out loud i said baby coming for the drive and you said nah man i can um i'll see you when you get back and my mother i think she was she was really gent because she knew that i was um at a long day too she was with me for the whole day we had some errands to run and stuff mm-hmm. and she was just genuinely concerned just trying to take care of her baby girl and she said boy come and let me go for the for the walk and i just kind of looked at her i was like okay mommy I've just talked to my husband. He's okay. We're okay. I'll be back. You know, I'm going to take you and then I'm going to come back. And it's just that thing of keeping the boundary in a respectful way. And I appreciate that very much. Yeah, because it's like, I don't want to have to get into conflict with your mother. Yeah. So you deal with your mother. Yeah. 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 And I do think it it came from a good place for her. and, And she does see you as a son. But it's also that thing of helping to teach the family that when we, you and I make a decision... Like that's final. We are the the final stop with that. If we if we want input, we'll ask for it. Yeah. But it's between us, and I think that is an important way of being able to set the boundaries of how we make decisions. I can also remember, you know, on on the other side as well, having a conversation with with your mom, mm-hmm. and I think we were talking about the house or something, and she was making suggestions, which were good suggestions. But mm-hmm. you and I had already agreed <laughs> on what we were going to do. Um. So I just said thanks and i'll talk to carlisle <laughs> and and we'll you know kind of come back at it so yes it's that thing of helping because they're also getting to know us as a couple yeah mm-hmm. and our friends as well they're getting to know us as a couple so if we don't know what our boundaries are then how can we communicate it to them so it's like we got to decide what do we want this to look like and where do we want this to go like i remember just after our wedding well well this is what happened at our wedding <laughs> it's a long day <laughs> yeah so Basically, after we had a ceremony in the morning, then we had a lunch, and then we were going to have a reception in the evening for different people. Who, like The reception was going to be like a games reception, mm. and it was going to be casual and things. So after the lunch, we were going to go back to the hotel and change and then return. So now we turn up at the hotel, and Karee's got to take off her dress. <laughs> no, this is not the sex episode, so don't, don't yes. expect that. <laughs> so yeah, Karee's, and then Karee's had on this corset thingy, right? Mm. And the way these, her bridesmaids tied it up, I couldn't figure out how to untie it. <laughs> poor guy. And then Carice is like, she wants to keep it. And I was like, no, we got to chop off this thing. <laughs> right? We got we to got, we got, um, cut the, um, the straps. The strings, yeah. The strings. But then, but the thing is, when I when I encountered this problem, the first thing in my mind was like, y'all just go and um, go let your mother help you with it, right? <laughs> go let your mother do it. But then I remember it's just us two. Yeah. And I think that was like a really good... It was just the two of us, so mm-hmm. we need to figure out how to do this. And I think that was a really good um, way to start our marriage. Because we realized, okay, it's just the two of us here. We got to figure out how we're going to do it. And then that helped to set the boundary, I think, for the rest of our marriage. Yeah, absolutely. So as you know, this season, we wanted you to hear other voices alongside ours. So we reached out to our family and friends to ask for their input. This is what we put to them. We've all seen things in other marriages that we would like to emulate and things we would not want to. What is one thing you and your spouse have decided is either a must-have or a no-no in your relationship. 
for this one, this is actually how we started our relationship. And I've seen it in many other couples and I've seen it work. And that is by building a strong friendship. So um, a must have for our relationship is that Tiffany and I always remain very good friends. And no, no would be yelling at each other to get our point across. I think that in any relationship, no matter how upset you get with each other, um, yelling at each other, raising your voice, the screaming, behaving crazy should not, um, well, for us, is not something that I would want us to practice in our marriage. A must-have, be kind. Okay. I think sometimes that can be quite difficult because you, you can be really kind to everybody else, patient with the kids, sweet when you go into the office, sweet when you're with people at work. Sometimes it feels like you just need one person you can go rah with. Yeah. And that sometimes tends to be... Me, yeah. The I'm rah-rah, rah, yeah. And um, so to remember to be kind. A no-no for us, again, this which is hard, is in the absence of being kind when we're being mean to each other is not letting the sun go down on our anger. Yes. Yeah, so so we don't go angry. As in go to bed angry. Yeah. We've had a few times, but it's more like a definite effort towards not going to bed angry with each I other. I think you could keep that on going. <laughs> I mean, there are times I could keep it going, but I think you would win the prize on keeping that one going. Guyanese stubbornness, that's what it is. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big up the guy in his stubbornness. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in, even in listening to to these couples um talking about what are must-haves and no-nos, I can hear similarities in terms of things that we have upheld in our relationship. And I'm recalling like even the, the bit about um friendship and kindness and all that. Those were things that were certainly communicated to me as tips and advice from from other couples. Yeah. But I think the bit about letting the sun go down on your wrath, that was something that I always conceptualized in my mind as, okay, we can't go to sleep without resolving an issue. And I actually learned from you. From me? From you, baby. Are you yes, sure? Yes, from you, honey. Let me, love, I can't remember sugar, what this is. Let me hear. Sweetie pie. <laughs> I learned from you that sometimes what you do sleep need to do is sleep. Sleep is the best remedy. Yeah, okay, yeah. Definitely <laughs> because, learned that from yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I said something very deep, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sleep is a remedy. Yeah, like I used to want to, like, we ain't sleeping in here until this thing resolves. But yeah? it, and I just want to sleep. You just want to sleep. And then I realized that actually we're just really tired. And that's part of why we are so short with each other, why we're having this difficulty. And so that sun going down on, the, on my wrath or anger was actually i realized that it seems to be more about the attitude of my heart like i'm not going to put this matter away and say that i'm going to be mad at you forever mm. um, and it's more about doing what you need to do in order to keep your heart open to your spouse and i guess when, when it's used in scripture it's not meant to be just in terms of <laughs> marriage relationship where it seems it often comes up okay, okay yeah. um but yeah i think that practice seems to mean different things to different people and i've learned that for us Sometimes it is important for us to just go to sleep. And as I would say, and try again disappears. tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't just disappear. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's it's just that, I, again, I got, we're just tired. We're exhausted. We, we both have um, high intensity lifestyles, I would say. We're very busy. So, yeah, sometimes sleep is part of the, the remedy. And then the next day or even in the middle of the night, it's like, I don't want to be on this cold bed by myself. So I'm going to cuddle up next to you. And that in itself causes the defenses to, to drop off. But yeah, I think that might be a really good example of something that 
that I've heard said before. I grew up hearing that, don't let the sun set on your, on your anger. Don't let the sun set on your anger. And I thought that that meant one thing. But in our living out of our marriage, I realized that it meant something different for us. Yeah, I think it's a good principle to try though. Mm. To try to, if you can resolve something in a day, absolutely resolve it. Don't let it hang over your head. Yeah, mm. yeah, and let it go on and on and on and on and on. Like I'm going on and on and on and on, on right now. I would want for us to have a happy marriage. I must say that my wife and I we started on a very good note. That is. I must let you know that our communication is very strong and that has really helped us to have a happy marriage. Thank you. I would say that I like um, <laughs> for us to be friends. I like being friends because I've married my friend. So I always like that in my marriage. I always like to see big people that they are friends. So I always wanted that in my marriage. So... For me, a no-no in marriages that I don't like is outside interference. For example, I've seen in some marriages where some mothers or some parents or family members or good friends or good influencers always come in between and create issues. For me, that's a no-no. For me, I do not want us to have constant fight and I deliberately use the word constant fight because I know at times you are going to have misunderstanding and disagreement. But the constant fight, no, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> I just love to hear dad speak bad and mom as well. You know, but yeah, I think I think I, I certainly see them emulating this in their marriage. I think something that, that he said, dad said he wants to have a happy marriage, you know? Mm. Something that we've said from from the beginning we want to have fun when we're not having fun like we get very uncomfortable you and i we love to skin with it no yep <laughs> so when things are tense and we're not able to just kick back and just relax then we we know something something's off here thank you <laughs> <laughs> And now for Therapy Yaps. If you didn't know, my wife is a therapist. I'll ask her to put on her therapist hat and share some pointers with you for how to navigate situations like this that might arise in your relationships. There can be so many voices that have a lot to say about what marriage should and should not look like. For us, a voice we do want to listen to is the voice of God because we really love God. And we've seen the value of living with Christ at the center of our marriage. While we do that, we also want to be sure that we're not allowing other voices to affect the purity of our very exclusive union. So how do I define and protect my relationship with my partner? Firstly, communicate. Communicate with your spouse about the boundaries of your relationship. It's so easy to make assumptions about what you would and would not expect to happen in your relationship. But it's amazing how much we might miss when we assume. So talk about your dream marriage. What would that look like? And work together to agree on what you like to do in order to build what you're wanting to build. And secondly, dare to build something that's all your own. As you build, dare to aspire to your dream. Even if it doesn't look like anyone else's, 
We tend to fall into patterns that we've learned from our parents and family cultures growing up. But there can be so much joy in building something new together. Your marriage doesn't have to look like anybody else's. What do you want to create together? Thirdly, be careful with outside interference. In our last episode, we talked about the importance of community, and that's still so important. What's also important is being careful to avoid interference that's unwanted and unwelcomed. You have a right to define the boundaries for your relationship, and you have a right to protect the integrity of your bond with your spouse. So stand up for each other, stick to the agreements you've made, and don't forget, it's also okay to reassess when something doesn't seem to be working. If you've decided to spend the rest of your lives together, you get to determine what that quality of life and love will look like. Thank you for those wise words, babe. You're welcome. And thank you all for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you found this enjoyable, please recommend this podcast to one friend who you know will find it useful. We'd appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for My Wife is a Therapist. You can also send us an email at mywifeisatherapist at gmail.com. We look, we look forward, forward to hearing from you. Finally, to ensure that you do not miss any episodes of this podcast, please be sure to subscribe to My Wife is a Therapist on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us. And remember, my wife is not just a therapist. She is an excellent therapist. <laughs>